Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Sports Huddle. Mike Max, Dave Mona, Sid Hartman. Nice enough to join us. Timberwolves head coach officially, Ryan Saunders. Ryan, I know that you're making it because yesterday I ran into a guy and you know what he told me? What's that? He said, my daughter cuts Ryan Saunders' hair. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you, you know that you're starting to get antennas. And I said, boy, he's kind of gone with a 1930s kind of throwback cut there, too. you got it pretty specific the way you're getting it done. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, tell, tell him uh, next time you see him, tell him he does, she does a good job, I think. Yeah, and he, she said Kurson might even come over, too. Yeah, but we don't, yep. we don't want to see any of that hair showing up on eBay. No, no, no. Trust me, that's not, uh, I'm, not, I'm never get on that level. Not yet. All right, Sid, go ahead. Hey, tell them that story about how I I reported your birth in the paper. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Sid, you know, we, we got a longstanding uh, uh, love, loving relationship with, with you, uh, our family, and, um, you know, you know my, how my dad felt about you. And, and actually, he, uh, I, I was going through, you know, my wife is due, um, she's due in the next couple of weeks here, but um, she, uh, we were going through a baby book that my mother had given us where she basically, you know, wrote down on a calendar, you know, different things I did, um, you know, all throughout my first year being born. And, um, and one of the, on the first day, there was a, a clipping from uh, Sid Hartman and Sid, you had darker hair at the time, <laughs> but there was a clipping that said, said, uh, go for assistant coach Flip Saunders, welcome to baby boy Ryan Phillips Saunders. So kind of special how it becomes uh, full circle. Hey, talk about Wiggins. Hey, is he going to be a lot different? He's here right now. What do you look from him? I I expect Andrew to have a good season. I really do. And and that's not just me saying it, um, you know, because because I feel very strongly about Andrew, both as as a person and and what he's – I think he's he's capable of doing as a player. Uh, he, his commitment. He's been here, um, you know, for for the, the month of May, and that has not happened um, in a while. And his level of commitment is great. He's been um, lifting. He's been in the gym. Um, so I, I look forward to uh, spending more time with him um, coming up here in, in the next couple of weeks before he takes uh, maybe maybe a little time away at home in Toronto, um, and then we uh, we can just continue to build. How do you assess the point guard position when you've got a couple of free agents with Rose and uh, and Tyus Jones and Jeff Teague you didn't get a lot out of or as much as you would have liked last year when he plays, he plays well. What kind of conversations do you have with him and how, how does that affect the way, you know, you process this next year? Yeah, I mean, I think we, I think we all, we all are under the understanding that, um, you know, we need, we need a lot from the point guard position. I, uh, I'm, I plan on relying heavily on the point guard, um, both to, you know, command an offense out there and basically be an extension of the coaching staff on the floor. And with that, you know, we, we went through a number of um, injury situations this year where we didn't get to see that a whole lot. And uh, we were kind of plugging holes for a while there with different, different laps, different rotations. Um, but, you know, Jeff's been, Jeff's been working out. Uh, we've had some great conversations. Um, he's, uh, he's uh, getting healthier and healthier. And he spent time in Minnesota as well, as well as um, 
splitting time in Indianapolis too. So, so we look forward to, to getting him at full strength. How many players are working out right now? Yeah, this last week, um, this last week we had uh, nine in town, ten in town, and um, and that you know we also have guys that come in and get get some lifts in that might be free agents that spend um, have kids finishing up school here, things like that. Um, so we we have a number of guys around the, around the facility, um, you know, which is a nice. It makes it doesn't make summer feel like summer in, in a good way. It, it it makes you feel like you're working and, and that these guys are, are invested and, um, you know, just, just building that, that chemistry because that's, that's a big deal. Ryan, you had a number of players miss time last year because of various injuries. Can you give us an update on everybody's health situation now that we're 45 days beyond the, the last game? Yeah. I mean, we, we, um, you know, like I said, Jeff is uh, continuing to progress. Um, he's been, he's been in the, uh, uh, in market in Minnesota, uh, going through his rehab, going through, you know, getting back to full strength. And uh, same goes for Robert. And um, both those guys have been around. Um, so, you know, those are obviously the two two major pieces that, that you know, we that missed a, a good chunk of time for us that we really missed towards the end of the year. But they're definitely progressing. Ryan, I uh, tried to call Anthony Towns here today. He said he's playing some baseball in Los Angeles uh, just for fun. Have you talked to him at all about that? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I have not. He has not told me that yet. So, um, so uh, thank you. I'll, I'll I'll make sure to use your name too, Mike, when I uh, when I call him after I, after I get off the phone. Well, he wasn't shy. It sounds like he's just kind of having fun checking out the game. You know. You know he actually he loves baseball. Yeah. And he's a, he talks a lot about how you know he played um, growing up and uh, how he was he was a really good baseball player. So I, I definitely want to check the game film and check his stats too. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, game film. I can't find yeah, it anywhere. Yeah. To, to make to make sure because uh you know but not not that the twins would need any help right now but he uh you know if, if he's a slugger you know that can all you can always have more of those well uh he saw how well jordan did and i think he wants to consider an alternative career if yeah, possible we, we, we'd like him to just stay with basketball so. <laughs> not a problem sid you think you get a good draft choice in London Creek? yeah no i i really do there's um you're definitely going to going to get a quality player um, Gerson um, and his staff—they uh, have a great process to how how they they do things. Um, just in terms of just the, the how diligently they they go through all types of options um, to be creative, um, as well as really get get to the core of what we need, um, you know, in, in the draft. And uh, so we we spent time at, at the combine. We've met, and we'll continue to meet and bring more prospects in um, as as June rolls along. Ryan, I ran into uh, Randy Whitman at a funeral of a mutual friend, unfortunately, the other day. And uh, uh, Randy still has a place in town. You worked with yep. him, and he's been kind of a, an unofficial mentor, I guess, in some respects since your dad's passing, et cetera. But what's he meant to you to have somebody like that that you can bounce things off of? Yeah, the you know, there, there's no substitute for um, having somebody who, who's been through. You know, Ran, Randy was um, – you know, he was a younger coach as well when when he went to Cleveland. Um, he knows the the challenges that come with that, so he was able to help me um, in this last these last forty two games here, which uh, really was you know I consider my rookie season. Um, so now having that experience, I feel you know obviously very comfortable um, with our team with the situation. But Randy's someone I've always trusted, and um, you know he I, I feel he he feels the same way about me. Uh, the way you know we we worked together in Washington. Um, and I've learned a lot from him, so he's uh, he's definitely been good for me. Why do you why you name your new coaches? Uh, well, we're going we're going through a process uh, right now. Um, we're we'll be talking to more 
uh, probably within this week um, after the, the long weekend uh, is over with uh, for Memorial Day, um, let people spend time with their families. But I've, I've still been um, on the phone with people, and we, we really want to put forth uh, what we think is going to be um, a really, really good, high energy, energy um, creative ideas, um, diff- different type of staff. Uh, we got some, some really good um, contacts that we've, we've been in touch with. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, naming guys in, in, the, in the weeks to come. Mr. Sanders, always a, a pleasure to be involved with you and for being on the show. We'll get you, we'll send you to Tiger Center and Mayo Building. We'll send you a, a certificate to merge the best one in town. That, that sounds great. I appreciate it. Actually, before I came, I, I called in, uh, my wife asked me, if, she asked if we're going to be able to go to Murray's again. So so she's looking forward to that. So can't wait. Ryan, you're going to do that one condition. You need to get that birth announcement to Sid so he can continue yeah. his tradition yeah, of announcing you know births in the Sunders family. That's a great idea. Sid, Sid will be the first media member. I promise you, Sid. <laughs> you will be the first media member to get this. In we 33 have... years from now, that, that young, whether it's, you don't know if it's a boy or a girl, I know, Ryan, but they, if they're a coach somewhere, they can look at Sid in the press conference again and say, Sid, you wrote about me when I was born. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. It is. Thanks so much, Ryan. That's Ryan yep. Saunders. We'll be back Thanks, with guys. more right after this. Sports Huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back. Uh, we're trying to get a hold of Alex uh, Stalock, and uh, we just left a message for him. But, uh, Mike, you caught up with one of the uh, twins. It's interesting. Uh, I think they found the right place in the batting order, and look what a difference it's made. Take the pressure off. We just we were talking about with Sano and all these guys, the luxuries that they've had, and pitching staff, too. You know, they've been able to, they were able to bring Taylor Rogers in for two innings the other day because he hadn't pitched for a while because they didn't need him. You know, yeah. They've had all those luxuries this year that you can never take for granted in a uh, – uh, in a baseball season, but you look at that lineup up and down, and, and, and Dave, wouldn't you say you could almost walk out there and shake it up in a bag and it wouldn't matter? It's not, it's not what he's doing? I, I mean, <laughs> you know? what are the 42 different betting orders so yeah, far? Yeah, I mean, but it almost looks like you could put it in a bag and, and, and just draw the names out, you'd be fine. And we're talking here, of course, about Buxton. He looks so comfortable in that number nine spot. He does, and, and I think that he's one of the guys that really benefits from watching other players and then saying, I'm going to take a good hack. And, you know, not just home runs, but he, the other night he had a, you know, he hit the ball hard to, to right center field, to, you know, waited on a pitch, et cetera. What were we going to say, Sid? Talking about Bob Stern? No. Oh, I thought, why don't we talk a little bit about it? Go, go ahead. Well, go, go, we're, we're going to do that later, but go ahead. Well, I got to know him really, really well when he was at Green Bay, and then we became a coach. I get to know him. He was a super, super guy. Got to know his wife real well, too. He's been very sick recently, but uh, he lost a great guy. Yeah, 85 85 years old, in case people didn't know. That was breaking news this morning that uh, Bart Starr had, had passed away. Okay, I thought that might be the call we were going. Did we find the Buxton interview? Yeah, uh, we're queuing that up right now. But uh, as you mentioned, Dave, you know, a couple of years ago, we were looking at this guy as uh, – perennial all-star, and then last oh. year he had the major slip. And he came back. There's a little chip on his shoulder. I mean, even the way he handles himself with the media to an extent. Uh, uh, but he still wants to smile, wants to have fun, wants to do all those things. And uh, uh, that, that's why, you know, and, and I think that, that some of these older guys like Cruz and whatnot rub off on these guys saying, hey, don't take yourself or this stuff too serious. Well, and, you know, it's no surprise he's leading the league in doubles because uh, mm-hmm. a Buxton single is a double, uh, and, <laughs> and he's hitting the corner. You can just 
color him in at second base. He's in there standing up time after time. He's so quick from home home to second. And what a thread that is. We talked about the Twins batting this year with runners and scoring position is unbelievable. When You almost feel sorry for pitchers right now because I have no idea what you're going to do when, when, when they get you on the on – the, uh, when they get you, you know, when they when they've got you, uh, so that so that you got a couple guys on, you're pitching around, all that stuff. They got no chance, none. And then you make a couple errors like they did yesterday, in Chicago, and it's over. Yeah, no, no question. These big scores are amazing. I'm gonna we're gonna break it early here because uh, sure. Lindsey Whalen is standing by to talk to us. So we will take a break here. We'll talk to Lindsey, and then I'm gonna give the phone numbers because I've got a couple text messages. Are we gonna have another chance at callers? You know, last week we were able to get so many in. Yes, the answer to that is yes. It'll be after the Whalen interview. If you want to call during the Wayland interview, or in fact, right now, this would be a good time. You know the number, 651-989-9226. We'll talk to you a little bit later after the Wayland interview. We'll take our break right now. You've been listening, are listening to the Sports Auto with Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back, and uh, it's been a while since we checked in with good friend Lindsay Whalen. She's standing by to talk to us right now. Sid? How about, first of all, what's your impression of the links last night? Well, I thought it was a great start uh, for sure. I think that obviously a huge game from from the Pizza Collier, uh, 27 points for a rookie. That's it's not easy to do in your first game to walk in and, and have that kind of impact. So I thought that backcourt played really well. Uh, obviously, Phil, um, you know, was the anchor in the middle. So a really good start for, for the team last night. You know, Lindsay, I watched the game, but I thought if I had my sound turned off that the Lynx were behind by 30 points. Every time there was a picture of Cheryl, she was upset about something. I wanted to go, settle down there, playing really well. <laughs> well, you know, it's, first, it's game one, and you just put three weeks of, well, longer than that, but, um, you know, a lot of time in, and, and you want things to go well. So, uh, so yeah, she was, uh, she's ready to go. She's in midseason form. Oh, very good. Lindsay, is it hard to know the um... – uh, I mean, the first year through now, you've got these recruiting windows when you could be out seeing players, and, and, and a big part of you know, running a basketball program is understanding where the head coach needs to be at specific dates when specific AAU teams play, etc. What's that like to formulate that and figure out where's the best place to be all the time? As far as recruiting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, you know, Carly Chibo does a great job of telling me where to go. Uh, so she's our recruiting coordinator, so she she looks at all the the rosters and wherever uh, all the teams are playing and she, you know, you kind of figure out where, you know, your priorities are going to be and where there's some young kids you want to see. So uh, a lot of detail, a lot of organization that goes into that. Um, but yeah, it's just, you just have to be organized. You have to know where, where each AU team is playing. Um, July will be a little easier um, just because um, these tournaments have been set for, for a long time. We just had a May eval weekend where that's the first time that they've had May eval, so the tournaments aren't quite as um, you know set as some of the traditional ones. So, uh, but just a lot of detail, a lot of organization, and um, I give her a lot of credit for that. You know, we went back and forth a text message a week or so ago, and, and I don't know where you were at the time, and I, I responded. You said, "Hey, that's where you got to be if you want to find." players capable of winning championships talk about that a, a little bit and you know recruiting i guess it's not only national you may even look internationally absolutely i mean wherever wherever you find the players that you feel like can fit your system now of course we recruit minnesota hard and um you know we've got sarah coming from Stillwater, so um you know that's a great start for us but wherever the players are that want to 
you know, be a part of our vision and our program. That's where that's where we're gonna be looking and watching and evaluating uh, for talent. And and that's the bottom line is, is is making sure that we have a program that's competing for a Big Ten championship and getting into the NCAA tournament. And that's the goal every year. And so wherever those players are, that's where we're gonna be um, be going and and looking and absolutely. And we had uh, you know three international players on our team last year and. Um, you know, wherever wherever we can find the players that want to be a part of uh, the University of Minnesota, that's where we're going to be and, and working our hardest to get those players to come here. Israel, you think you learned a lot in your first year as coach? That should be a lot better coach your second year. Yeah, I hope I will be. Um, you know, yeah, you learn a ton. It's like anything. Your, your first year of college, you learn a lot. Your first year in the pros. My first year back with the Lynx. Every every time you go through something for the first time, you just learn and you gain that experience. And so, uh, there's no question going through the non-conference schedule and then the Big Ten. Going through the Big Ten for the first time was a real eye opener, and I learned a lot. And so, you know, now it's just taking those lessons I learned from from last year and and putting them to the team this year. And um, you know, we have a great group coming back, led by um, Destiny Pitts. Jasmine Brunson and, and Saeed Bello, um, those three starters from last year will lead us a lot. But, you know, I think just my relationship with those players as well, the returners is just going to be stronger and, and we're going to put together a really good team and, and a really good season. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Not that you weren't aware, but but as a player, it's different than as a coach. Is it, is it the scouting that goes into the Big Ten that's a real eye-opener in, in how well-scouted every team is and how much time they put into it? Yeah, scouting for sure. Um, and then, you know, just how much, uh, yeah, scouting detail. So I guess that goes hand in hand, just the, the details of every game. And understanding, too, as as, uh, as coaches and players, the things that you could probably get away with in the non-conference against maybe some lesser talented teams, you're not going to get away with those in the Big Ten because the talent is really even. And so all those attention to detail um, aspects that we talk about all the time, they really came into play in the Big Ten. So, um, it took us about halfway through to really realize um, all those things really matter. If it's a possession or two a half, you have to just, you know, fight through. And, and what I really want our team to understand is just, you know, this is something we embrace with the links is how hard it is to win a possession in a big 10, in a college basketball game, let alone a game um, to win a possession, to out um, hustle your, your, your opponent and, and to make sure that what you want to get done is, is what's going to happen. And so, um, I, yeah, you learn so much going through the conference and the travel and, um, we're in the middle of the semester. So the kids have midterms and things like that. It's just, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's, it's something kind of every day that, 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 you know, you never know what's going to come up and, and you just got to be ready for anything. Lindsay, well, two part question. First of all, uh, you were without Godiva Hubbard virtually all, mm-hmm. all season last year, an update on her. And then secondly, mm-hmm. the Sports Illustrated profile on you indicated you might want to play a little more golf in the offseason. Have you developed any tips that Ben mm-hmm. has been able to use to improve his game? Well, Diva, um, yeah, she's feeling good. Uh, you know, right now the, the, the players are, are off. They'll all come back for, for summer school starting June 10th, and then we'll start our eight-week um, summer um, program. And so – you know, that's when I really want, um, you know, to see Godiva taking strides to, to get back to the court next season. And I know she wants to as well. So she's been working hard with uh, with Steve Patterson, our trainer, and um, and our strength coach. So, it's, you know, it's going to be 
you know, we'll just have to see because she's had, you know, a couple injuries. So it's, it's not something where we just want to put her right back out there. But I think it'll be a building summer for her. And then hopefully, hopefully this season. Uh, as far as golf, um, you said tips from Ben or tips for Ben? No, tips for Ben because that Sports Illustrated story said you played, what, one hole and knocked in a 65-foot putt and can, you know, pronounce it a pretty easy game. <laughs> well, that's because I was playing with, you know, like he goes out there and plays you know, a lot in the summer. And I was just saying this, this isn't too bad. Um, yeah. So, uh, no, I just hope to get out there a little more this summer. I haven't been able to play in the summer in, in years now. And so, uh, I never wanted to play in the WNBA cause I was, it would just really take a lot out of me. And so the next day I would, I could feel when I, I would be a little less energy. So yeah, this year we'll see, hopefully get out there more and, and play a little bit and, um, and enjoy some of this great Minnesota weather that we have. Well, stay away from your father-in-law, Dave, too, because he's playing that circuit now, and he's retired in Arizona all winter, I understand. <laughs> I know. Yep, yep. He's, he's got his uh, he's got training camp down here. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm actually in Phoenix right now as well. So I'm down here visiting my uh, my sister and uh, my mom and other sister who, we, you know, obviously I'll still live in Minnesota, visiting my uh, sister down here who lives here now. So we're down here. and uh, But, yeah, he's got a – He's got a nice training camp regimen where he, you know, gets some rounds in in the in the winter, and then he's ready to take everybody on in the summer. So, um, so yeah, he's got it mapped up pretty good. I, I like I like what he's doing. I think Sid wants to wrap things up, Lindsay. Sid, go ahead. Lindsay, well, thank you for taking time to speak to us and for being on the show. We'll get you certificates at the best steakhouse, any place, Murray. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Hey, that Lindsay. Awesome. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm not sure that was supposed to be on the air. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was Sid. Okay. All right. So do, I, do, I, do I still get the certificate? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. We'll, we will, okay. we, we okay. will be your witnesses to make sure that goes in the mail. Okay. Okay, think. good. That's, you know, there's nothing better than a good uh, steak at Murray. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right. So Lindsay Whalen, uh, back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right. As we return, I just want to warn you um general warning i'm looking out the window mike the traffic headed toward the ballpark to uh, target field for whatever time it is 11:42 is unbelievable i think those warnings the twins gave to get here early downtown traffic yeah. looks like a weekday right now it's, it's not even a, a bobblehead day no yes yeah. but they're expecting a wow. sellout so if you're planning to go to the twins game today will be smart to leave early right, we've got a special guest right now changing yeah, the topic Alex Daylock from minnesota wow well, he's not just a player for the Wild, but he's one of the great Minnesota sports fans. He was just throwing batting practice to his son. He's a great football player himself and now a goaltender for the Wild. And Alex, you're doing something in South St. Paul to raise a little money and give back as well, aren't you? Yeah, we did. Just a week or so ago, we did uh, actually a neat little signing uh, downtown at a uh, at the Allstate Agency right on Southview Boulevard. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was for the Youth Hockey Association. And pulling up about a half hour early, there was already – not only South St. Paul, but wild fans and just hockey fans in general lined up on Southview. And um, it was a grand opening for that building. And so it was good for both sides to kind of, you know, raise some money for the uh, South St. Paul uh, hockey organization. We were just talking about Alex's comment on that, about what that does for South St. Paul and the pride of raising money for. Yeah, I mean, you don't realize it uh, until you're older how, you know, hockey can be such an expensive sport, not only with the equipment, but all the travel that. Uh, you know, your parents do staying in hotels and for tournaments and, and all that stuff. So any 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 little bit that you can raise to not only keep kids moving up in the ranks, but get kids involved with whether it's equipment or, you know, help with ice time, any of that, I think uh, 
goes a long way. And uh, also, you know, keeping South St. Paul on the map as far as a hockey program that, you know, once was, you know, a big-time story program in the state of Minnesota. Alex, Sid Hartman's got a question for you, Sid. What does a goaltender do in the offseason? Well, I pitch batting practice my little boy. <laughs> Go to Twins games, right? Yeah, to keep his thing sharp. We, we just brought him to a Twins game. Um, him and uh, my daughter to the to a Twins game just a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, we left in like the sixth inning. I think they were up 6-3, and it ended up being like a, an 8-7 finish. So we didn't make it all the way, but they enjoyed it. We had a great day, and it was an afternoon game. So we'll take in some baseball. We'll enjoy some time at the lake, and, you know, we'll uh, work out and keep the body sharp as much as we can. Alex, what do you think of this finals? As you look at the Stanley Cup finals, of course, Charlie Coyle, part of uh, somebody that you played with, et cetera, but how do you handicap this? It's crazy. I mean, there, it seems like there's friends of, Everywhere in the sure. final four, I mean, you had Neil in uh, Carolina, you got Charlie in Boston, and then obviously a lot of friends that I've made in uh, San Jose. You have, uh, you know, them still remaining. Obviously, they just lost out recently, and now you look at the finals. And obviously, I think playing in the West, you know, playing against St. Louis, um, it seemed like we matched up against them the second half of the year, which timing-wise really wasn't the, the right time to be, you know, playing against them, but. You know, you, right at the beginning there, you knew they were going to be a strong team, the moves they made in the offseason. And, you know, it seems like it's paying off. So, you know, they built a playoff team and, and a cup contender, and they got where, uh, you know, probably where they should have been, the way they've been playing down the stretch. And out east, you look at a Boston team that's just been solid all year and consistent, and, uh, you know, they got veterans that uh, have been making runs for years and years at the Stanley Cup. Alex, how much of a break do you get once the Stanley Cup is over? How soon is it before the Wild gets back together? Well, the Wild, as a, as a team, obviously that's, that's league, uh, league rules to get together for day one of training camp. But, uh, you know, we got, obviously, um, we'll have captain's practice where, you know, our veterans will run skates. Guys come back earlier, kids will get in school. So you start getting more and more more and more guys coming in. You'll have good skates, uh, you know, once school starts up. But even even before that, we have, you know, a big The now, Beauty League. The fourth year of the Beauty League, so that'll start up and, I know uh, fans are really enjoying that that aspect of summer, and, and before that, even guys are you know in their gyms working out with small groups and getting on the ice and kind of just doing some skill stuff and um, you know you know trying to pick up some new tools and staying sharp heading into the season. Alex, appreciate it very much. Thanks for giving us a few minutes today. You bet. I apologize for uh, for being. It's for a good uh, cause. You're throwing batting practice. Right. Yeah. No. It was uh, the great day to the outside up north so we're enjoying it yeah appreciate it very much well yes well good luck twins today and uh thanks for having me on yeah we'll talk soon all right, see you guys. All right, that's Alex Daylock. Before we go to break, I want to give the phone numbers. It's your calls in the last segment. So this is a good time to call. Phone line's wide open. The number to call is 651-989-9226. I've only said that a thousand or more times, 9226. Call us now. We'll talk to you right after Frank Sinatra. You're listening to the Sports Hollow with Sid, David, Mike. Guys, I have to laugh a little bit at this one. I've got two very, actually three, quite negative text messages today. Uh, one about our not using text messages. I want to talk about that in a minute. And, but the second and the third one have to do with the fact that we have a plan not to use callers. So, you know, we had four call segments last week, which yeah. was the most we had. So I made a point of announcing it, uh, and the phone lines are open uh, right now. So, 651-989-9226. Maybe you're not on. remembering the phone number. That, uh, well, that you know what happens, and we can tell, give them a little inside baseball on this. 
we really don't. You put out a whole bunch of calls, and you don't know what guests are going to show up. But but when you get the high caliber guests that we get, which is probably unprecedented in this market, if you look at the roster line just today and in, in, in the weeks past, when, when they say yes, you don't turn them down. And the show is in flux. A lot. I it's mean, in flux boy, all the time. You get in here when we get in here about nine eighteen and start comparing notes. And you know, half the people we end up talking to are either ors. We didn't know who. Yep. We knew the twins were going to try to fill those those sections with, with live guests. But it's a, it, you know, it's something in motion. But we like phone calls. And yeah. we, you know, we like to. And I want to talk for a minute about the text message. The guy said, "Well, it's clear you don't use text messages anymore." The kind of text messages we don't get are the ones we get week after week after week that we've covered. This particular one was related to the fact that with Joe Maurer off the payroll wasn't that the greatest thing that happened to the Twins that they freed up all that money. Uh, we have talked and talked and talked about that. Mm-hmm. When we get new topics, I'm happy to go to text messages. Yep. There is no plot against either text messages or phone calls, and we know it's a small segment of the the population that the text in. But the phone lines are open if you want to talk. We've got a caller on hold right now, but the the indication are he wanted to say something about. Well, it was it was not. It didn't feel us to be an appropriate topic. Sid. No. Well, here's the thing. I think overall the baseball is not as good as it's been in the past. Okay. You don't have a, a lot of great teams in the league. We'll see the Red Sox come to town. Uh, they got to play uh, uh, some other pretty good teams. We'll see if, when they play some better teams how they're doing. All right. Let me, let me challenge that a little bit. The Twins are done this year with the Astros. And I've got, I've got one text message that said, is it because the Twins haven't played anybody? The Twins are finished with the Houston Astros, who I think, along with the Twins and maybe one or two other teams, the Yankees perhaps, are the best teams in all of baseball this year. Twins have played them. They played them in Houston. They've already played them here. So, But I do agree with you. I think some of the lesser teams, and Mike, I'd like to bring you in here, I think there are seven or eight teams in baseball almost as bad as, as teams we've seen in the last decade or more. Houston, they're done with, right? That's what I just said, yes. Cleveland, how many more games they got with them? Well, 13. Bunch, assume, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they played them 19 times. Yeah. They threw with uh, Baltimore. Yeah, unfortunately. Threw with the Angels. <laughs> yeah, threw with the Angels. I they threw think threw with Seattle. They threw with the Angels. They threw with the Angels. You said. Well, they played Philadelphia. Philadelphia certainly had a decent team. That was Philadelphia, the Yankees Mets. they played. Yep, they played the Mets. The they Mets. don't play Philadelphia anymore, do they? No, but they, I'm saying they're, they're, they have played them. And the other thing is that when you have a really good team like this, they make other teams look really bad. They do. And, and, and I think that I just can't imagine coming into this stadium for the Chicago White Sox. You, first of all, you've got to think we've got to score. They, they bunted the other night in the first inning to move a guy over, and I'm thinking, what are they thinking? Yeah. Are they playing for one run here? Early. You're going to need seven at least to beat this team, and that wouldn't have been enough that night. Yeah, that was small ball. We're not seeing yeah. a lot of that against the the Twins. But, you know, if you want to look at the schedule, we haven't played Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kansas City's in our division. There are 19 remaining games with Kansas City. We just started to play the White Sox. That's yep. a 19-game oh, stretch. And, by the way, you know, best to Ron Gardenhire because his team went through oh. just a horrendous – I went 0 for 9, I think yeah. it was, homestand. That's not good. Yeah, the Tigers are not. In good yeah. shape, Sid. They can't afford any serious injuries. 
That's the biggest Actually, thing. they can. They I keep, would argue with that. <laughs> I say they I, can, and that's I, what's different about it. Since them. 1961, I would have agreed with you almost every year. But if there was ever a Twins <laughs> yeah. team that could afford an injury, it would be this. They lost the hottest hitting catcher in baseball and arguably their best hitter in Cruz, and they haven't missed a beat. I've never seen a Twins team in better shape to, to get past injuries. Well, their pitcher's got to stay healthy. Yeah, well, that's always true. Yep. The bullpen's got to keep on... Pitching like they are right now at Parker is uh, unbelievable. Uh, they're a pretty good team right now. Right. <laughs> You're digging deep and having a tough time finding something. Yeah, we're, we're kind of going around. Uh, who's the caller on line two? Oh, okay. Caller on line two. And, Mike, you and I talked about this during the break. Uh, in the uh, obituary columns, it says newspaper today, an obit for uh, Pete Nigerian's mom, John Nigerian's uh, wife, just yeah. – just a wonderful woman. Had a chance to meet her uh, along the way. There, if if you get a chance, if you're a subscriber, read that. It captures really who she is. But one of the really fine fine people in town. I I, I wasn't aware that she'd passed away, but I, I commend people to the obit section. And I thank the caller for for calling that in. I want to go back to the twins because we've got a minute and a half, almost two minutes to go here. What said so you? You need to have your mic on if we're going to talk. Go ahead, say it again. What? They gotta play Tampa Bay. Right, you're gonna find something games. here yeah. until they play Tampa. We're not gonna know much about this team, Dave. No, nah, well, they, you know, they gotta play everybody. But the thing is, it has not just been the Patsies and Mike. I like your point. I hadn't really thought about. It. They have made decent teams look uh, bad. In you comparison. know, I, I'll go back to this probably all year in terms of the difference between the Twins and other teams. The Angels came here and got 18 hits and got beat. Yeah. They didn't need any home runs. If you get 18 hits and you get beat. You can't do much more than the Angels did that day, and the Twins beat them eight to seven. First month of the season, they beat four Cy Young Award winners. Yeah, uh, so there's not I'm, a lot left here to you know. No, this is not this is not a team built around luck. I I really like the way the team is. <laughs> Until uh, they play Tampa, we won't know for sure. Well, a, that's right. That's going to be the killer. You know, Tampa's an interesting thing because there's a team that yep. does it without huge payrolls. Unbelievable what they do, yep. and their system gets raided. More than any. CJ Crone, that's why he's available because they got such good players. Because I keep looking at Crone going, what was Tampa thinking? But you can't we, argue with what they, they got going down there. They released Crone. I mean, Crone was a free, I mean, a free, you know, free agent. He was, his brother is, uh, got called up the other day. Good story. Did he? Yeah. And by the way, the Gophers in Ohio State are scoreless in the fourth inning right now. If the Gophers win, they'll go to the Big Ten Championship game, which is their only avenue to get to the NCAA tournament. Which is correct. But don't rule it out. I want to thank our guest today. I want to thank Phil Heston, who started things out. That St. Thomas situation, we'll have him on. Again, that's going to be interesting seeing how that plays out over the next two seasons. Gerson Rose is talking about what's happening on the Timberwolves front. Derek Falvey, it's always fun to talk to Derek Falvey because it's always after a win. They, they win every Saturday, which is nice. Uh, Matty Houlihan, championship gopher team on their way to Oklahoma City. First time ever in the College World Series. Rocco Baldelli, Kyle Gibson. Gibson's a good interview. I didn't realize that he was maybe looking forward to a future in sports broadcasting. Ryan Saunders, Anthony Barr, Alex Stalock, Lindsey Whalen, your phone calls, your text messages. Thanks so much. We'll do it again next week. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.